1: newspaper since 1971. Bonus time in the Ben jarofsky show as I speak it's Thursday, October 28th, 2021. How does the time fly? I'm going to read you headline in today's newspaper. One of the headlines, smaller headline. An obscure headline that I happen to find in the newspaper that's apropos to the conversation I'm about to have. I can't believe I found this. I didn't look for it, folks. I just found it. Headline, Mort Saul cleared a path for stand-ups doing controversial routines. Mort Saul died the other day at age 94. And that is apropos to the conversation I'm about to have uh, with this distinguished guest. And as I always do, I ask my distinguished guests to introduce themselves. So distinguished guest, introduce yourself. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's a hell of an opening. Uh, I'm Ronnie Marmo, and I'm uh, currently playing Lenny Bruce.
1: Yes, he's an actor. He's a writer. He's Ronnie Marmo. He's shy. He won't say completely. It's not like uh, they dragged I mean, him off the street. <laughs> you know what I'm some saying. Some random I mean, I- guy on the street.
0: <laughs> no, you know, it's hard. It's we, good, you know, right? Some actors don't, uh, you know, it's, it's funny to introduce yourself. You know what I mean? So
1: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yes, uh, Ronnie Marmo plays Lenny Bruce in one-man play. Uh, so before we uh, take the deep dive on on you and Lenny Bruce, uh, and I, I didn't, we don't even have to talk about Mortsaw, Ronnie. I just I saw the headline. I go, oh my god, this is sort of in the same family uh, as what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, give folks just uh, the skinny. If you're in Chicago, what they need to know about your show, when they can see it, and that kind of thing. And then we'll take it from there. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, Mort Saul, I think it's apropos for sure. And him and Lenny certainly had a relationship and they came up at the same time. And I, I think, uh, it was kind of, you know, I mean, the other day when, when Mort died, I kept thinking, boy, Lenny would have been 96 now. So just to think how he, that was, you know, Lenny's contemporary, and what would it have looked like had he lived all this time, you know? Um, but what, what I'm doing is, uh, I'm doing this one man show called, I'm not a comedian. I'm Lenny Bruce directed by Joe Montaigne. We, uh, we ran for 150 performances in Los Angeles, 100 off-Broadway in New York, 85 in Chicago until the pandemic shut us down on March 15th. Now we're coming back to Chicago to kind of finish what we started. So that's the idea.
1: Yeah, and uh, so it'll be shown in Chicago. And I, I have not seen the show, Ronnie. I've read about it. I've seen clips about it. Uh, I'm a baby boomer, I'm a little older than you, so I, as a kid, I remember being obsessed with Lenny Bruce. I remember when he died, he died in the summer of 1966. I want to say August of 1966. don't quote me, Ronnie. And August, uh, he died the first
0: line what was that That's the first line in my play, August 3rd, 1966.:
1: I'll be damned. I did not know that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, so yeah, I remember, and, and actually there's a Simon and Garfunkel song where there's a like a news piece going on in the background, and it says the newscaster is saying, Lenny Bruce died today or something like that. Um, so, Ronnie, talk about this. You, I'm, I've am i not met you before, but I'm looking at you on this screen. You're a young man. So how do you know about Lenny Bruce? What drew drew you to Lenny Bruce across generations? Because You weren't around in 1966 when he died, or even before that, of course, when he was a star.
0: No, I certainly wasn't. You know, I grew up loving George Carlin, Richard Pryor, those guys. I have you know, I loved and how I got to Lenny was, uh, I heard, I had heard about him, but certainly I wasn't born yet when he passed. But I, this guy, Charlie Brill, a wonderful comic, Charlie Brill and Mitzi McCall and Jack Burns, I don't know if you remember Jack Burns, Burns and Schreiber, they're friends of mine. And, Jack, and Charlie brought a script to me and he said, hey, uh, you know who Lenny was? And I said, yeah, kind of, you know, a little bit. And he said, well, you remind me of Lenny. You know, I see him every week. He goes, you remind me of Lenny. Read this play. You do the play, I'll direct it. Well, it took two years for me to say yes because I was nervous. I was like, Lenny Bruce, his friends are still alive. So long story short, I did the play and I fell in love with this guy. did so much research and I was like, wow, our lives parallel in a lot of ways. And so once I did that, I ran that show for six months and it, it went really well. It was called Lenny's Back and Boy Is He Pissed. And so that was a good title. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, but the truth is, <laughs> It was kind of like a safer version of what I wanted to do with Lenny. So I set off and I wrote my own. And so the one I'm doing now, I wrote, and Joe Montaigne directed. and I, I fell in love with the guy. You know, I, I, I understood I understood where Carlin and Richard Pryor and all those guys kind of where they got their energy from, you know? So that's how it happened.
1: So what was it about uh, Lenny Bruce? Try to explain this to people who've made, never seen. Uh, Lenny Bruce's act, may, the only thing they may know about him is that uh, he's a character in a TV show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That, what is it about Lenny Bruce that makes him uh, relevant uh, even today?
0: Well, I think more so than ever. I mean, you know, Lenny Bruce fought for freedom of speech at a time when, you know, Lenny's thing was he was holding a mirror up to society. People didn't know what to do with Lenny. He, he challenged everything. Uh, he wasn't shocked for shock value. He really wanted to know certain things, but he literally was, you know, holding a mirror up to society. He was commenting on things that were off, you know, like uh, the Kennedy assassination. They ended up busting him for words. He got arrested for dirty words. That's what, on the surface, it looked like. But really what was going on is he was just too smart and ahead of his time. And you know what they do when people are a little ahead of their time, they kill you, essentially. And that's, you know... Um, so that so that's who Lenny was. He fought for free speech. And it's interesting. I thought about this the other day, Ben. I was like when when Lenny was doing his act, when he was at the top of his game, and even towards the end, he was doing it for people on the left, the artists, the beatniks. That's who he was speaking for. Today, the people on the right think I'm doing the show for them because of the cancel culture. And this happened over the last 3 years right before my eyes. The most bizarre thing I'm doing the show to two very different audiences who both claim that this show is for them. It's really interesting. That's what happened. So, free speech. I, I fi-
1: yeah, I find that very interesting on many levels. We talk about cancel culture in the show all the time. Uh, and we can get into Dave Chappelle and what he's facing right now. Uh, that would be apropos as well. But I find it interesting. I... The, the notion of cancel culture when it's wielded by the right uh, is generally wielded at anybody who's upset, who uh, upset somebody on the left. I've never seen anybody in the right defend somebody on the left who upsets somebody on the right.
0: So to me, <laughs> cancel
1: culture has become a weapon that the right uses to silence the left. I'm looking for one person on the Colin Kaepernick. He's not a comedian. Ronnie was a football player who took a knee. Uh, because he was protesting police brutality. I did not see one person on the right that said that Colin Kaepernick had a right to take a knee. In fact, they said he's insulting veterans, he's he's insulting servicemen, it's a disgrace. Shut up, play football, stand on the line. I, so to me, it's a phony debate, Ronnie Marmo, because it just seems to me that it's just a tool that the right uses to hammer the left go ahead your response
0: well you know look everything you just said is it's it's true and it's and it's not right i mean the whole thing is the whole thing is is opinion based on both sides and what's frustrating is is you know a lot of the guys i grew up with in new jersey i grew up in new jersey and a lot of those guys you know think hollywood's ridiculous and you know they certainly are trumpers and all that and i and i'm not but what's interesting they automatically put me in a box and i say look i I'm a human being, you know? I don't take a side, I don't do that. I, I you know, I care about um, human beings and being kind, but I also think comedy is very important, which is which is the balance, it's like, I don't know. You know, the guy, on, I did Fox uh, Fox News the other day uh, in Chicago, uh, Fox 32, and his question was, do you think Lenny Bruce would have been canceled today? I said, he was canceled, they killed him. Like, you know, like, what do you mean canceled? I, we just didn't use those words then. So it's it's really interesting. Social media has destroyed this world and has uh, given everybody a voice, and most people are not qualified. And quite honestly, nobody cares about my opinion, so that's why you'll never see it on social media because you care. <laughs> yeah, you cares? Roddy, but
1: that is a great point that you made, yeah. and I'm just going to reflect on it for a moment think about this. So someone from Fox, which is the right, has now adopted Lenny Bruce, who from conventional terms was the left, to illustrate a point about what exists right now in America at this very moment. As though Lenny Bruce would say something that might offend uh, a trans person and get quote unquote canceled. And you point out that Lenny Bruce was freaking harassed. Ronnie, you could talk about this. Lenny Bruce got up and insulted the Catholic Church and got harassed, got arrested here in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to look at a picture, George freaking Carlin is standing right behind him when they dragged Lenny Bruce out of that club. Yeah, Well, you know this better than anyone. So he got canceled by the very people who are outraged that trans people are mad at Dave Chappelle. Ronnie, up is down, and down is up on this argument. Do you follow Listen, me?
0: Listen, you're right. 1961, he got arrested at the Gate of Horn in Chicago, and he didn't say one dirty word. He uh, he was talking. He did this bit called "Religions Incorporated," and all he and he offended a Catholic cop. And the guy goes, "That's it. You're going to jail. You can't talk about the Pope like this. The Pope being he's- he had the Pope Jewish. It was a very funny bit, you know. He said, "The Pope's Jewish. You're sitting around this this place in Madison Avenue, you know." Anyway. He had, uh, who was Billy Graham was in the bed, a lot of people. But some Catholic cop was offended, took him to jail, and then so it began. But that happened at the Gate of Horn, which was directly across the street from Mr. Kelly's, which is now Gibson's, which is where I I ate dinner last week. So, uh, (laughs) it's apropos. I gave those guys a lot of my money. But but you see, though, you're right about what you're saying. It's frustrating because both sides, everybody, when it's convenient to serve their point, they go ahead and get behind something. But when it's not, then, you know, no one's listening. No one's listening to each other right now. And my show, I hope is a small way that maybe, you know, I could open a few minds, you know, on both sides. So,
1: so in your show, do you actually do the routines that Lenny Bruce did? Or are you Lenny Bruce talking about what's going on in the world today?
0: Oh, I do a lot of the bits. I do a lot of the bits. And, uh, so I got the rights to do his material and I did all, I did all the ones that I thought were, would hold up right now still. And, but also ones I thought were important to tell a story about where we are. I know, I know I look really smart because I'm doing the show right now, but honestly it was kind of a happy accident. I just fell in love with Lenny and the world fell apart at the same time. So I'm like, okay, I look, I look like I meant to do this, but, uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, but, but, but it's interesting. I, uh, Four years ago, when I started on this journey with Joe Montaigne, the great Joe from Chicago, when I started on this journey with Joe, I had certain feelings about issues that were opposite of Lenny, maybe. And today, I couldn't tell you what they are. You know, you, you can't do a 90 minute monologue 350 times. Your heart doesn't know you're acting. I, I don't even know wh- where I stand on things anymore. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. It's been a journey, to say the least. You know? So
1: to get to know who Lenny Bruce was, to get to know his bits, what did you do? Did you just take the deep dive into YouTube? How did you, uh, how did you, a, a man of the 21st century, uh, f- discover Lenny Bruce?
0: Well, I after doing that other play, I, you know, I listened to everything I could listen to. I read everything I could read. I uh, got my hands on anything I could. Kitty Bruce and I became very close. Lenny's daughter; she's one of my best friends. Um, she gave me the best compliment. She said, in 60 years, you're the only one who got it right. That's what she told me. Wow. So the, you know, the, the, that's Kitty Bruce's. Once you get that review, you go, okay, I hope everyone else likes it, but who cares? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, you know, how do you play someone's dad? So anyway, so I fell in love with Kitty. We become very close and I'd say probably 25%. I'm making that number up, but something like that of my play is just personal stories from Kitty. And things, so you won't find these things on Google, and she's given me her blessing to to share with the world, you know who her dad was. So it's super it's super great to get to do it. And uh, Lenny was so important then, and he's he's really important now, you know. So
1: uh, Lenny Bruce is uh, Jewish. Are you Jewish, Ronnie?
0: No, I'm full-blooded Italian. Which is nice to be an Italian actor playing a Jewish guy. It's a
1: yeah. It's a well, there are some Jewish Italians, but I. Uh, so that is true. That is so true. much of what Lenny Bruce is, is about being Jewish. He has that one bit about Jews, which I don't know if you do in the show. Well, there's more than one bit about Jews, but, uh, you know, Count Basie, uh, you know, where he like everybody who's Jewish is like cool. And everybody who's not Jewish is not cool. I don't, I don't know if you know the bit. Yeah, I don't
0: do that bit, Count but B. one of the lines I do, I don't do that bit, but one of the lines I do is, uh, even if you're from New York, know. Even if you, if if you, uh, if you're from New York, even if you're Catholic, you're Jewish. You know what I mean? So I do. Th- there's a bit about that, <laughs> yeah. which is very. Um, but no, it's fun. I I really try to, you know, I don't want to get too like kooky on you, but but I really do think something else happens when I'm on stage. I really transform into a different, just a whole different voice. And he was a hipster, and really cool I hope you get to see it Ben it'd be cool to have you come out and see it you know?
1: I I would love to see it like I said I mini obsession with Lenny Bruce and you Ronnie you look like Lenny Bruce
0: yeah I mean yeah. you're
1: not you're just sitting in your chair right here in your house wherever it is you're sitting and I'm like oh my god the guy looks like Lenny Bruce weird, uh, obviously I never met right. many Bruce
0: no no but it's yeah, weird it's, it's, it's true it's some truth there well you should come see it Ben I think you would dig it I mean it's uh we did eighty-five performances in Chicago. We were selling out most nights. Chicago, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show. I love, I love that city. What an awesome city! Like, and they've embraced Lenny. They've embraced this piece, uh, and uh, and that's why I didn't just pack it up and move on. I, I said, well, let's go back. Let's see if we can finish what we started. You know.
1: Well, uh, I struggle with Chicago on many levels, Ronnie. And one of the things that uh I haven't really forgiven Chicago for, is that they locked Lenny Bruce up. And uh, many of Lenny Bruce's uh, issues with the law, which obsessed so much of his life, as you know, you know the story of Lenny Bruce better than I do, at the end of his life, uh, began in Chicago. So yeah. I have a hard time loving Chicago. They were They were so intolerant to the great Lenny Bruce. Talk about that.
0: Yeah, that's true. But you know what? You show me a city, I'll show you... Lots of different people, you know. I can't pin the whole thing on Chicago. You, you get one or two cops who, you know, are offended, and uh, and suddenly that you know they don't represent the whole city. So, my my, my experience has been well. Look, if Chicago didn't wrestle any Bruce, there wouldn't be a play about it, and I wouldn't be on your show. So, <laughs> so uh, I guess there's a little value in it if you know what I mean. But <laughs> but, but but I am saying uh, you show me you show me a neighborhood, I'll show you all kinds of people. So I don't I don't pin. Uh, I don't pin everything on Chicago. Chicago is a really beautiful city in a lot of ways and it certainly has its issues, but where does not you know? So, all right, fair enough. on Do you have a, fa-
1: uh, a favorite Lenny Bruce bit?
0: Ah, uh, you know, they change every night because I've done this show so many times that I really try to, I guess my favorite in this moment is, uh, here's my favorite one in this moment. Um, Dig this man, if the bedroom is dirty to you, then you're a true atheist. If anyone in this audience believes that God made his body and your body's dirty, well then the fault lies with the manufacturer. You have a body that God made in his image. You now you, you, you wanna say some parts are good and some is bad. No man, it doesn't work like that man. There's no reference to that in the Bible. If God made it all, it's either all clean or it's all dirty. You know, that's one of them. I just rushed through that. But that's right now my favorite, but every day is different. You know?
1: I like that one. I know that one. Um, do people ever compare you to uh, Dustin Hoffman? Because he he was Lenny in the, uh, uh, the great movie from back in the 70s, the Bob Fosse movie from the 70s. Does anybody ever say,
0: God damn, Ronnie, you're even better than Dustin Hoffman
1: or anything like that?
0: Um, is, uh, let me find the PC way to say this. Um, yes, (laughs) but, uh, uh, Dustin Dustin Hoffman's one of our great actors of all time. I don't know if he should have played Lenny Bruce. Just saying. I, I think, I think, you know, when I was growing up, I was obsessed with that film. I thought it was an awesome film. But once I learned about Lenny, I realized, I think you learn more about Bob Fosse and his filmmaking ways than you do, about Lenny Bruce in that film. Lenny had, Fossey's I mean, uh, um, Hoffman's one of our great actors, but Lenny had this like gravitas to him. This It was this like darkness and this charm and this thing. Like a young Pacino would have been right for it, I think. If you would have had like Al in the right situation that just walks on stage and is like, and just got a lot of stuff going on, you know? And I thought Hoffman captured a good amount of it, but, you know, my understanding for people who were close to making that film was that nobody really paid much attention to him, and he didn't get a lot of uh, help with the role, and And uh, I love Dustin Hoffman, but now, having done a deep dive with Lenny, and essentially for the last decade, you know, in some ways stepping into his shoes in a lot of ways, I just think that maybe, just maybe, he might not have been the perfect actor for that role. So... So do, do do I get it a, a lot of times? And people they people, they totally. What's the word? Like they compare me to him until they see the show, and then they don't anymore.
1: Foss's uh, movie is obsessed with Lenny Bruce's downfall. Does yeah. your show uh, share that obsession?
0: I start to play dead naked on the toilet, and it doesn't let up. <laughs>
1: That's. Actually, Literally. not funny, but it's very funny.
0: <laughs> lights up, and I'm dead naked on the toilet. And then not, and what an opening moment, right? And people are just like, holy shit. Yeah. Some people laugh. Some people go, oh, no, because they don't know what to do with themselves. And then I do a 90-minute monologue and take you on a ride. It's not all dramatic. I mean, there's a lot of funny parts in the show. There's, I take you through his life. What I'm really most proud of about this show is that I think you meet Lenny Bruce, the man more than any other thing has shown him. Generally speaking, they play the bitter guy at the end of his life, he's angry, but you meet him and his mom, you meet his love for his mother, honey, his wife, Kitty. So I'm proud of the fact that we were able to create an entire human being, you know, in this experience rather than just an idea of Lenny Bruce. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I start I, you...
1: I hope you put some clothes on. Before well, the play's over.
0: Well, you have to come see it, Ben. But let's just say that uh, if you sit all the way house right, apparently the mystery's yeah. over. So don't sit house right. <laughs> okay. My, my, my inner monologue. My inner monologue is, "Oh my God, it's freezing in here." This is what I'm thinking because you know, you know, I'll leave it at that.
1: I'm uh, dyslexic, so I got to figure out which house right is. House right is from the actor's right hand or the audience's right
0: hand. The audience's. If you're sitting in the audience. Let's put it this way. Two years ago, a young lady sat all the way house right in the front row, and she's been my yeah. girlfriend ever since. So apparently it wasn't terrible. She bought a ticket. <laughs> I'm just saying, that. I'm, I'm just saying. Ah, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, that's very funny. That's kind of like a little Rodney Dangerfield was coming out there, the way you said, I'm just saying. No, um, well, I'm just saying. I love him. He's the best. Uh, you, you said something earlier I took notes on it and then I did not do my duty and follow up on it, so I'm going to follow up on it a little later. Uh, you said he, the ultimate cancel culture. Uh, society killed him. And I wrote that down. I said, oh, that's that's deep, man. Are right. even sounding like Lenny Bruce just talking to you. That's deep, like, man. Yeah, man. Um, it's deep man. Yeah, man.
0: It's deep,
1: baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah, to prepare for this, And also because we had a little, we were, I was watching Lenny Bruce bits. And so I just, I'm, I'm feeling it. Uh, So what do you mean by they killed him?
0: You know, they hounded him and hounded him and they didn't let up, you know, Phil Speck, you know, he died of an overdose at age 40. But Phil Spector said, uh, Lenny Bruce died of an overdose of the police. That's what, that's what his quote was. And the, and that's the truth. They just didn't let up on this guy. I mean, they made such an example of him and they just, there were other guys doing this kind of material after Lenny, you know, but they just didn't give up on this guy because he was too smart. He embarrassed them. Uh, I actually heard this great thing. I've become friends with a guy named Marty Garbus and Marty represented Lenny. Uh, and so Marty came to the show and he was, he was freaking out and he was like, oh my God. The whole show, Marty's in the front row I had never met him. We were corresponding through email and he's doing this. He's covering his head in the show. And I go, and it was the courtroom scenes. I have these big, two big courtroom scenes at the end of the play and, blah, blah. and And Marty's covering his head and he's doing this. And I go, oh my God, he hates it. I got the facts wrong. This, this guy hates my show. He hates it. After the show he goes, Ronnie, he goes, there were ghosts everywhere. You're Lenny Bruce. Lenny's here with us. My friend Lenny was crying. My friend Lenny hugging me, kissing my face. Anyway. He explained to me that it wasn't even the dirty words. When they finally had enough of him is when he commented on the Kennedy assassination. It was a bit he did in the show. What he said was, he showed a picture on Time Magazine of of, uh, Jackie Kennedy climbing out of the car. And and what Lenny was saying was she was running because she was scared. And what Time Magazine said was she was going to get help. And Lenny said, So you're telling my daughter that if she's scared and she runs, it's not okay, she's not a good girl. You're making her, you're you're trying to say Jackie Kennedy wasn't scared, right? So he had this whole bit about it, which I do in the show, and he said after he did that bit, that's when they were like, okay, enough with this guy, you're not talking about Jackie Kennedy. But Lenny was right, like stop telling, society telling my daughter that if she's scared, she can't run. So he just was too much, they didn't know what to do with him, so. They hounded him there was one time they planted the drugs on him and arrested him they hounded him uh, they just didn't let up and and he died he died very broken you know so
1: anyway mm-hmm. yeah uh, I guess there's just some people you're not allowed uh, I mean she's not even he's not even mocking her he was in that big bit Ronnie he's humanizing.
0: Yeah, he was uh, defending her. He was saying if you're scared it's okay to run. I know what Time Magazine's saying, but don't tell my daughter that if she's a she's a bad girl if she decides to run. And he was actually yeah. in my opinion having done the bit 350 times, he was defending Jackie Kennedy, you know, but they didn't see it that way. If it didn't fit into their little box. And guess what? Today if we don't fit into people's boxes, the problem is everybody's got a box now. That's the problem. Back then there were certain people who had a box and had some sort of control or some sort of you know authority. Now everybody with a friggin' keyboard has authority and has control. And so everybody thinks they nobody cares what I think, Ben, and probably nobody cares what you think. Let's be honest. So we <laughs> should just mind our business. Do, do do a podcast, talk some talk a little bit, have fun, and that's it. Everybody thinks that, that their words are the most important thing. It's ridiculous. It's too much. Everybody needs to go home and go play in the backyard, you know?
1: (laughs) Uh, So, uh, which comics today remind you the most of Lenny, or when you see them, you go, oh yeah. This guy is carrying on the tradition.
0: You know, I would have said, I I would say Chappelle uh, for sure. i say Bill Burr. I would have said Louis C.K. Um, I would have said, you know, I love Bill Burr. I think he's fabulous. Um, I think everybody, even down to Seinfeld, like everybody has been influenced. If anybody is telling stories about real things, then they're carrying on the tradition. Because Lenny wasn't, you know, on the surface, he could have been a potty mouth. But really, he was the first guy to get on stage and go, let me tell you what happened with my wife. And everybody's like, what? Oh my God. I'm going to talk about your wife. So he just, he was a storyteller and, uh, he told the truth. And that's why the title of my play is I'm not a comedian. I'm Lenny Bruce because there were nights he wasn't funny and that was okay with him. You know, uh, George Carlin really picked up the baton, right? I mean, he was a direct disciple of Lenny Bruce. And I often wonder if Lenny lived what George's career would have looked like, you know, it couldn't have been the same. Uh, Maybe something similar, of course, because I think I think George being authentic, of course. So, but I think Lenny kind of had that lane covered. Um, I don't know, you know. I think uh, Chris Rock. I mean, there are lots of guys. Sarah Silverman. There, there are people who are, who you know. Oh, Lenny Bruce. Bill uh, Bill Mar said, you know, uh, Lenny Bruce planted the trees and I got the shade. You know, that's what Bill yeah. Mar said. I was like, yeah, right on. I get it. You know, he says he planted the trees, I got the shade. And, uh, you know, there's guys like that. Um, yeah, I mean, all kinds of, guys. I mean, th- the idea, I, I do this wonderful little show, everyone seems to really dig it, but I'll tell you the people who've shown up and people I don't know, This had to see the Lenny Bruce play. Billy Crystal's come, Richard Lewis has come, uh, Eric Idle has come, uh, Tony Bennett came. Uh, you know Mayor Dinkins, uh, Charlie Wrangle, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, Fred Willard, all these great. They just wanted to see Lenny Bruce show, uh, and it kind of blows my mind. to, You know when you're when you're backstage and your stage manager says Tony Bennett's in the front row. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know Paul Reiser came. You know all those guys. So anyway, I say all that just to say it's become. This thing that, I don't know, I think people are kind of holding on to and taking some ownership of it, you know, Mm. somehow, somehow, you know.
1: Ronnie, you said if Lenny lived, now he would, as you pointed out, be 96 years old. So he probably would have died of natural causes already. Uh, But if he lived beyond, he died uh, of an overdose in 1966, as we said, at age 40. So let's say he had lived to see the 21st century. Uh, what's your sense of the direction he would have gone
0: in? You know, I think he would have kept telling the truth. I mean, you know, when, when, I, when, I, when I think about Lenny, I think the, the, the term, there's nothing sadder than an old hipster. I don't know, like I, I have this idea of Lenny and I think like he wouldn't have wanted to be an old man. I don't think that was his thing. But I do think one thing about Lenny that I think people misunderstand is I think I think he also would have his pulse on, on the times. I think, you know, Lenny, like for instance, the infamous N word bit, okay? I don't think Lenny would do that bit today. I think he would just understand that, you know, he wouldn't be tone deaf to the world we're in, even though the bit had a lot of love in it. It, it. His intentions were great. It was about taking the power out of the word as opposed to, you know empowering the word. It's like, let's say it so much that we don't care about it anymore. It didn't really happen. In fact, I think Lenny was half right because the African-American culture, they share that word with each other. So it kind of got halfway there. It's a term of endearment with them, but we're not allowed to say it. And by the way, I don't disagree. I, I don't think that word is for us. They, that's a word they earned. It's not on us. We, we should have no business. So I think things like that, I think Lenny automatically, some of the really extreme right wingers, I've had people laugh in the show. I used to do the bit in the show. I don't do it anymore. I made that choice. But but I I think I've had people laugh at the bit for the wrong reasons and I, and I felt instinctually they were laughing for the wrong reasons. They were laughing at mm-hmm. the word. And I would stop the bit and go, no, 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 we're not, that's not what I'm talking about. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. And I would straighten people out. Because I don't, because I don't want anyone to encapsulate Lenny in that way. Lenny was so much more than a three-minute bit, and and he was trying to evoke change and make something happen. Uh, he was trying to move the needle. He was the voice of the brown and black people of the time, and, and and everyone else. I mean, you know, he was so accepted in those circles. So, so you know, I think Lenny had his pulse on everything then, and. You know, the one of the craziest things Kitty Bruce shared with me. She said, you know, my dad told me that even in his last days on earth, he still believed the American justice system was the best in the world and that he believed in it. He still believed in the in the system, even though it did him wrong. He's, he just he just felt that way. He just thought, well, someday somebody's going to go, I hear you Lenny, you're right, you know. We're sorry, which by the way they did in 1992 or 94. Uh, when uh, um, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, the governor for New York, Pataki, Pataki mm-hmm. pardoned him and apologized. Ninety-three, ninety-three. So uh, anyway,
1: I'll just point out again. By that, by then Lenny Bruce had been dead for almost thirty years. So
0: <laughs> I guess better yeah. late than never. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some
1: would say, uh, Ronnie. Fox TV would say you've been canceled because you don't use that bit anymore. I would say uh, you're a wise man. That's what I would say. And sometimes you know, not doing something doesn't mean you've been canceled. It means you got common sense.
0: You know what You Sorry. know what? the truth okay. is? It took months and months to make that decision. And I had a lot of time to think in the uh, pandemic. And I had a heart to heart with Kitty about it. And Kitty and I, and Joe, Joe Montaigne, me, Kitty, we spent a lot of time talking about if we do it, what, what do we get out of it? Are we losing anything? Do people stop listening ten minutes into the show? And 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 we just made a decision that not now, not here. You know.
1: You know. So, uh, by the way, uh, Richard Pryor came to a similar decision. If you if you ever watch his second, uh, you could see it on YouTube. His uh, uh, his uh, second uh, live
0: performance at the when, know, he show. when he went yes, to Africa. When he went to Africa. good. Yeah, yes. yeah. He came home yes. and he said, I was wrong. I'm, I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I think, I think that's the thing that really upsets me about human beings, especially some of the people I know. It's like, it's okay to learn and change. We don't have to take a stance the first week of our lives and say, this is our stance forever. That is, That is a problem. I go. I, I talk to some people I grew up with, and I go, "No, no, it's it's okay. It's okay to change. In fact, if I'm having the same conversations I had ten years ago, I'm in a lot of trouble." Yeah. It's okay to learn something and go. I learned that. I and and you know I learned that. And onward we go. This is my problem. So so I learned that, Ben, and I, and I'm not going to be tone deaf to the world we're in. I'm just not going to do. It.
1: Very good, Ronnie. Thank you so much. Ronnie Marmo is his name and uh he's got a play i don't know when it opens i should have be prepared uh adam who was the one who hooked us up is going to go
0: ben you blew it you didn't have the date in front of you
1: i so, got it uh, I'll you,
0: you want to know yes uh, we we preview on november 3rd and 4th and then we open november 5th officially um committed for a couple of months so if you get there before the new year you'll see me for sure and then let's and people keep coming i'll stay i've I haven't made any plans till next next August. So if people show up, I'll go. I'll keep doing it. And you get tickets on LennyBruceOnStage.com. And uh, and you go there, you'll see a bunch of videos. You'll read the reviews. LennyBruceOnStage.com. And uh, we open November 5th. That's it.
1: All right. Very good. Ronnie, thank you so much for taking the time. I hope everybody runs and sees your your show. And uh, I think I'm going to run and see it. You look like Lenny Bruce. <laughs> You, like ben, you got a was, tattoo.
0: Ben, this was a real treat for me because it's so nice. You know, you do interviews and you, and when you get to talk to somebody who feels about Lenny like you do, it's really a treat. I want to say that to you because a lot of people are just doing their two minutes of, uh, you know, Wikipedia and they're getting on the interview with you. So it's nice to talk Lenny in a real way, you know.
1: All right. Thank you very much. That's Ronnie Marmo. I'm Ben Jarovsky. Take care, everybody.